This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a subject that we started on Monday morning. And that subject is basically a, a phrase that Paul uses quite often. And that phrase is, do you not know? It's like a reminder of some key passages in the scriptures that we need to be aware of that we could walk in newness of life. We started, and I'd like to read from Romans chapter 6. This is what we started with on Monday morning, which is really a key portion of scriptures. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know? That all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus has been baptized into his death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Do we not know the significance of being dead, buried, and then raised up with Jesus that we might walk in newness of life? And we talked on Monday, Shelley, that that newness of life is the life of God, the resurrected Messiah, Christ, that lives in us, that we no longer live out of our own desires, wants, or uh, goals, but we ask the Lord what his desire and his goal is for us and to guide us in that way. That's newness of life. Amen. Then we went to chapter, we've stayed in chapter 6 and want to focus in on verse 16. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? We need to know that whoever we are obedient to, that's going to influence our life forever. We're either going to be slaves to um, disobedience to sin resulting in death, or we're going to be a slave of obedience resulting in righteousness. Junie, what a choice we all have to make day by day. And we also brought out that when we obey the Lord, when we yield our will to the Lord, that we will hear from him, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. We looked at Romans 2, particularly in verse 4. It says, Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Do you not know that the kindness of God leads to repentance? 
that came in the heel of judging others. And yes, there's such a thing as righteous judgment, but too often we judge not knowing the situation. And we need to see that what will really lead to repentance is the goodness of God. And it's very important, Shelley. It's critical. If we recognize our own nature and anything good that comes out of us is because God breathes on us. Yes. Or the same thing with uh, the history of mankind. Anything good that came out of man is because God breathed on man. And so we don't condemn another because Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. But it's important to see things through his eyes and live accordingly. Amen, amen. From there we went to 1 Corinthians, if you remember, Junie. And we looked at chapter 5, and Paul wrote a very strong rebuke to the church at Corinth because it was flagrant sin, adultery, uh, blatant sin, sexual immorality that they weren't dealing with properly. And then the key is that after, verses, after the first five verses, we see in verse 6 these words, Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. And you had said yesterday that we would pick up from here, Shelley, because I pointed out that it looks like the scripture is um, saying two things. Don't judge, but Paul is now judging the situation not even being there, saying that this needs to be dealt with. Really? And we see a wonderful example, Shelley. It even brought a sword going through Arcatz's heart, who was your spiritual father, and how Jesus judged the prostitute. And according to the law, she should have been stoned to death. And when our people were there ready to cast the stones because she was caught in the act of adultery, they tried to um, bring Jesus down. What are you going to do about this? And he said, he who was out without sin, let him cast the first stone. Really? And every man there had to drop the stone in their hand and walk away because they knew they all sinned and fell short of the Torah. But Jesus looked at the woman and said, who condemns you? And everybody had walked away. And he said, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. So Jesus is faithful. He wants to deliver us and save us from our sin. So anyone who's listening, who's in bondage, or has a stronghold in an area of your life, whether it's jealousy, unforgiveness, alcohol, drugs, things that you know, fornication, being a lesbian or a homosexual that's accepted in the world and in some churches, but you know is not accepted with God, that you would turn to the Lord and cry out to him, and he will deliver you like Jesus delivered the woman caught in adultery. 
and he would show you and guide you and cleanse you with his blood and would speak the same words to you. No man condemn you. Go and sin yeah. no more. But also we cannot overlook this, this personal appeal uh, that we found in that portion of Scripture. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And you know, Junie, it's easy to get very complacent walking with the Lord. It's We see it's very easy to justify oneself. It's easy to compartmentalize our lives and live with a little leaven. But the, the, the verse that we focused in on yesterday was this. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? And I assume people understand that leaven, for the most part in scriptures, talks about sin. And yet, when we look at verse 7 in 1 Corinthians 5, it says, This is the admonition. Clean out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. The word of God says, you are, in fact, unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. We need to appropriate that, appropriate that in our lives. And we need to be born again, born of his life. So if there's anyone who has gone to church all their life, but really you say, I never met the Lord that way. I don't know the Lord that way. Stop where you are even now and say, Lord, I want to know you the way I'm hearing the Volks speak about you. Forgive me for my sin. Lord, come into my life. Save my soul. Make your word alive to me and your spirit, Lord, I want to live by your life, that I can say the prayer that you taught, our Father who art in heaven. Amen. That your Father would become my Father. You can do that right now and come to know the resurrected Christ, Messiah, because he'll come into your life and he'll lead you and guide you through the word of God, the Holy Scriptures. Amen. While we're in 1 Corinthians, let's go to chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to read verses 9 to 15 and then sum it up with the next verse. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds upon the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built upon it remains, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet as through fire. Verse 16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Junie, these verses say we are God's fellow workers. We are God's building. Paul was a wise master builder. He built spiritual foundations. And speaking about a spiritual building, Jesus is the cornerstone, and each of us uh, is called to be a living stone. And then we see verse 16 and 17. You are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. It's more than saying glibly, oh, I have the Holy Spirit, you know, dwelling in me. 
I am the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Did you not know? And it goes on to verse 17. If a man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Junie, it's so powerful. It is. Do we not know that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit? And you know, we're individuals, ecclesia, called out ones by God that are part of his church, part of his body. But I don't think the recognition of the defilement of that temple, a little leaven leavens the yes, whole lot. Lord, yes. That we need to really be aware that Jesus is without sin. Jesus becomes our righteousness. Jesus is holy. So we have a holy God living in us. As his temple, he lives in us like the holy of holies. He's living in our heart. Amen. And Amen. we need to live in him, by him, and through him that we live a righteous and holy life. Yes, and to conclude this subject for the day, Psalm 93 verse 5 says, Holiness befits thy house. We are the house and holiness needs to be our main characteristic. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we repeat, as Paul said, do you not know that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Lord, Lord, your word says, be holy as I am holy. Do we not know? We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.